Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. I don't care about aliens. I don't know, want to know whether God really exists. I don't care what happens after we die. I want to know if Dolly Parton has a buzz cut and is covered with tattoos. Hi, it's Margaret Cho. You're listening to The Margaret Cho. It's Pride Month. Happy Pride. Um, we're doing these special Pride episodes uh, to show you how proud we are. And today, we are so proud to have for our Pride episode, Jackie Beat. Jackie Beat is a good friend of mine. A good friend of mine for, uh, gosh, 30 plus years. Um, she's a writer. She is a drag queen. She is amazing for so many reasons. So many. And we'll get into it. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You want the truth? Yes. I don't know what's going on. I mean, you know, well, we all know what's going on. And I, I feel we're two seconds in and I'm already starting with, um, you know how hard it is when you're the clown and you're not yep. feeling it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. should we even talk about it? And I thought, why not? Yeah. Lean, why not lean into it? It doesn't mean we have to bring the whole party down. But No, let's lean into it. I think it's good. I think yeah, it's good. I just think people yeah. need to know that sometimes even the clowns get sad. I mean, I think everyone's aware of that. Especially the clown, honey. Especially the clown. I know. I know. It's true. And we get scared and... I just mm. tweeted the other day. I'm like, I am a grown ass man, but every once in a while, I just need somebody to tell me that everything's going to be all right. Right. And I'm I so know. blessed. You know, I'm in this gorgeous house and thank God we're in LA. You know, the sun is out and the sky is blue and we have our babies. And I yes. always focus on the positive and count my blessings. But, um, you know, sometimes yes. it's just... To, it's just nothing makes you know it's not logical let's just put it that way. I know and it's scary like it's really scary and I think for um because I I feel like I have PTSD from growing up in the 80s and the second wave of the cold war with all of the nuclear um uh nuclear war movies like um the day after and a testament with Jane Alexander have you ever where seen they have you ever seen Miracle Mile? No, what's that? Oh my God, Margaret. Miracle Mile is obviously takes place at like Park La Brea and La Brea mm -hmm. Tar Pits. It's that just that section. And I think it's Johnny's Coffee Shop. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's Never on Miracle Mile. 
never been open. Just always yeah. available for filming. Filming. Well, <laughs> well, the people making Miracle Mile took advantage of that and filmed mm-hmm. something there. It's uh, Mayor Winningham, and I always forget the guy's name, Andrew something. And anyway, they dropped the bomb on L.A., and mm. it is so good. It's sort of like After Hours meets um, The Day After or whatever that yeah. was. So you've got to see it. You'll love it. Yeah. Oh, it's like that kind of a movie, like that kind of like after after the World War and... Well, it's all building up to it. Like somebody mm-hmm. overhears a conversation and, you know, in the coffee shop and then... Anyway, so then, you know, all this stuff is going down and the guy fell in love with some girl and he's trying to get her and, you know, mm. to let her know. And it all leads up to like they're getting in a, a helicopter, you know, on top of a building in L.A. It's, it's very and it's all I love it because I love really sort of fatalistic movies and it doesn't have a happy ending. So yes. I'm not, you know, I hate to ruin it. It's definitely worth watching. Well, that's good. I'll watch that because I do feel like it is kind of like being in a, a end of the world landscape. Like it feels like we're in a Twilight Zone episode and I'm Burgess Meredith and I've broken my glasses. Yes, exactly. You know, it's that and kind of hopelessness and it's black and white. You know, what's so funny. I never understood the true horror of that episode. Until Mm -hmm. I started wearing reading glasses and I literally, (laughs) no, and it really hits you when you honestly cannot even read something like this is, I can't even make this out. I am worthless without these glasses. Yes. And yeah. people just listening at home, I just put reading glasses on to drive home the point. That's the kind of prop comic (laughs) I am. (laughs) Carrot bottom. I am carrot I'd like to. How, how, this, what? this is me in a bad mood, by the way. So I'm doing pretty good. Do you need a two time or a three time reading? Uh, how how magnified do your your glasses need to be? You know, I'm, I'm more of a two time, but I will actually not use them sometimes. And my my uh, uh, eyesight have gotten stronger if I don't use them. Oh really? Yeah, like I've actually like made myself not use them and I forced myself to read something and it's oddly my vision gets a little bit stronger. Hmm. I mean, I'll try it, but I, you know, I'll try I mean, it a little bit. It's really at this point where I just look and it's like, I really have no idea what even language this is in. So hmm. I think I wear like a 2.50 or 2.7. I don't know. It's like I always go to the... <laughs> I buy mine at the 99 cent store. I buy 10 pair and put them everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I, I buy mine like at Rite Aid or something, and it's like two time, three time, two yeah. time, three oh, time. Two time, three time. Two time, three time. But yeah, you know, I think that it's, I, I, I'm just trying to be optimistic and think like, well, I don't know. I, I've always been also kind of cheap. So I, I guess I saved my money for a reason. I do miss working though. I miss doing shows. I really like doing shows. I also realized that like I, I forgot and I complained so much about my uh, work and life, but I really yeah. love working. Yeah, I forgot I miss, that too. You know what I've discovered? Mm. I'm a fucking people person. Me too. I yeah. love people. I mean, you know, like for all my joking around, I love people. And here's what the, here's when I get concerned. I mm-hmm. get concerned when, okay, this whole thing started and I was so good. I was in a great mood and I got stuff done. 
And, you know, I would get it. I would dress in drag and do an Instagram live show. You know, I do this show called Quarantine Cuisine and Mm -hmm. didn't plan it at all. Just, you know, made I literally the first episode I made top ramen in my kitchen and cut up a Mm. hot dog in it, but pretended like this was the fanciest, you know, Martha Stewart meal. And, uh, you know, it's not reinventing the wheel, but it's me and drag and it's funny and it's what people wanted. And anyway, and people tipped me on Venmo and Sherry Vine and I have been doing these in quarantine videos, like a whole series. We did the Golden Girls and Mommy Dearest. And then we did Three's Company, Harry, and we just did I Love Lucy. So anyway, my point is, it made me really happy and kept me busy. And there was like some money coming in and I was just feeling really good about myself. And after doing that, I would get out of drag and just get in bed with the dogs and watch TV and feel like I actually accomplished something. And I just mm-hmm. feel that right now, nothing is making me happy. Like doing nothing doesn't feel right. Doing a project doesn't really give me that good feeling of accomplishment. Uh, making money doesn't really make me feel good. The only thing that made me feel good recently was I gave away money. Well, I was just on social media begging people to buy tickets to my show and tip me and everything. Every fucking post was just me, 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 give me money, buy tickets, support me. And I just decided I have to give some money away. So I gave four people uh, some money and their reaction made me happy. So, But it's nice. And, and then, but people would want to support you. I mean, people want to like laugh and that's really important too. So don't, you know, don't know. Uh, take that opportunity away from people as well. No, no, I, I, you know, yeah, I'm just saying that like, have you ever been in that place where you just nothing makes you happy? And that really, yeah. ups, that make that's not, it's an awful makes, thing. Yeah. And it's not my default. It's not my, my true nature. So it does concern me. Yeah. A little. It's a concern. I know I had to sort of do a deep dive into like figuring out like what it was that would really make me feel good. And I, um, I went and I watched the old Suspiria. The oh, old Dario Argento Suspiria. Argento, darling. That made me feel a lot better to see a young, fresh Jessica Harper. Just <laughs> said seven, seven, 1978 Jessica Harper made me feel really, really good. You know, some 70s horror, some um, any kind of uh, 70s horror movies would help. Um, you know, like uh, any kind of like a 70s, like a cemetery where you were like, maybe I should watch like Audrey Rose or uh, The Sentinel or maybe The Omen. That might help. Oh, God, The Omen. I remember watching when I was a kid and HBO first started, they mm-hmm. would show one movie a day on a loop just over and over and mm. over. And I remember mm-hmm. like when, when HBO first started, It was like I had nothing to do. I think it was in the summer and I was bored and I watched The Omen so many times. It is not even funny. It's so good. It's such a good movie. I love Lee Remick is so beautiful and um, so like her skin is so luminous and like Gregory Peck is really hot. And then the little boy is like so perfectly like evil and devilish. He's like such a perfect little like he's like perfect little omen boy. imp. (laughs) <laughs> he's a little imp he's so cute and um i love them the nanny it's like damien look 
It's literally the most classic thing in the world. Be- Damien, it's all for you. Yeah, then she hangs herself. It's so great. And then so the crazy. Scene, I, I love that this is what gives us, uh, pl- uh, you know, comfort. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, you have to find what makes you feel good. So I haven't seen The Omen 3 for a long time. That's when Sam Neill, is, he, I think he's president. Um, I'm not a real omen three type i never stick around <laughs> the only i i love exorcist two the heretic okay yeah 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 because yeah. it's so weird and so like african italian disco manhattan cokehead like beelzebub like it's all my favorite things so um mm-hmm. but as a general rule i'm not a big fan of uh sequels sequels yeah well you know what i have to watch again too which i think would give me a lot of joy is trilogy of terror oh with karen black well you understand people don't realize that obviously hence the title trilogy of terror there were three stories (laughs) but everybody only remembers the karen black one because and that's the genius of karen black and performers like her it was Mm -hmm. the most ludicrous thing ever and she gave it 110% and just really nailed it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was really scary. It's so scary. I love a um, a horror movie that's an anthology because it's always like, I don't know why that is really appealing to me. So that's Creepshow or there's another one that's a great Peter Cushion one called called Asylum because Asylum is like a bunch of people in... um, an asylum, but then every different room, it's like why they're there. Right. And then in the end, you realize the doctor is one of the patients. And it's so, I mean, I just, as a spoiler, spoiler but alert. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so good. It doesn't matter. But it's such well, a good you one. Know, you know what it's like? It's when, it's like a, a Netflix series when they go to their maybe third season, like Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. And they have to really flesh it out so every episode a person gets their backstory and it just works it's really good to just like focus here and then all of a sudden we focus there so yeah i love a good anthology i I love love it yeah it's so fun so that's where I've been getting a lot of comfort, I think, in horror films, um, which I I realize is like, that's where I can really relax when I, um, I think that's what I've always really enjoyed about horror. And I guess true crime, to a certain extent, is that I'm always thinking of like the worst case scenario in my life so that when I watch horror films, I can just relax because they're doing the hard work for me. Right, right. It couldn't <laughs> possibly be this bad. <laughs> I am not going to end up hanging by, you know, a scarf spinning around, you know, as yeah. Dario Argento. I know. Spit more blood. Oh my God. Like, and it's always orange. Honey, the blood in... Uh, Suspiria, the original Suspiria mm-hmm. is just so amazing. And it's so carmine. It's orange carmine. Yeah, it's really, it's really that Italian, like it's an Italian, every, I don't know what it is. It looks like nail polish. It's all yeah. glossy and the c- completely, wrong, completely wrong color. 
Yeah, yeah. I was just watching something about my favorite thing now is, you know, movies I love to watch DVD extras or, you know, the backstory and people being yeah. interviewed. So I'll watch, you know, the DVD extras of Carrie like oh, yes. over and over and over again. Yes. But I was I was I was listening or, or, or watching something where they said the blood in Taxi Driver changed everything. Like they literally did something with the lighting or the film and what they used for blood. And it, it just was a game changer. And they almost got an X rating because it looked so much like real blood. And when you, when you hear that, you sort of think back like, you know, that really was, first of all, obviously a game changer of a movie. It's so scary. The end of that movie just freaks me out. It's so scary and the music is so amazing. And I love that um, Bernard Ehrman like finished the score and then went back to his hotel room and dropped dead. I don't know. Oh, in, Ca- in Carrie? No. In, in Ca- um, no, in Taxi Driver? In Taxi Driver. Oh, Pino, oh, I didn't Pino, know. Pino DiNaggio did Carrie. Oh. <laughs> but he certainly borrowed a lot from uh, Bernard Ehrman. Oh. Yeah, but now, the, did blood, you have, the, the blood. The blood in, the blood taxi, in driver, taxi Driver's. I mean, it's, just it's saturated. It's really yeah. that deep. It's good. Taxi Driver is so, the, the detail, it's so grimy and it's just such a sweaty, like, you could just smell the semen. Like when they go and, like, he takes <laughs> Sybil Shepherd on the date, you know, in the, that to the adult theater. theater. Yeah. And this, it just smells like. I could imagine it smells like you. Well, you know that the Tiki Theater. You know that one that's on like Santa Monica and oh, Western. Yeah, I know it. Exa- I know exactly the one you're talking about. Yeah, that movie theater. It's like an adult theater, and it just that's you could just the, the seats are like sticky with semen, and you just smell it. Oh, you know God. that's what I, what I could smell when I think about like going in that theater. Paint a vulgar picture. <laughs> yeah. But, Robert that, De Niro is so attractive, I think, in that movie that well, I... it's kind of like what you were saying about the kid in The Omen, the kid who plays yeah. Damien. It doesn't work if they're 100% monster. It's like, no, this yeah. is cute. And at the end, again, a spoiler alert, when um, uh, Gregory Peck has to kill his own son I know, with he's such a beautiful daggers. And, I know, and he's such a beautiful boy. He's such a beautiful child. Well, he really Satan, is a beautiful honey, child. Satan was beautiful. Satan was beautiful. And you know what's weird is that you never see that part of the story is when Lucifer was God's favorite. Like, that's a whole big thing, too. Like, if Lucifer was God's favorite, you don't ever see that part of, like, that biblical thing. Like, that's the, the you know, why do we not see that part? <laughs> like, I wish that, where's that movie? Because there's no gray area in uh, Christianity. It's all black yeah. and white, and it's all supposed to scare the hell out of you and make you I know. the right thing. But that's a fun. That's a fun movie to see. It's like the all of that part yeah. when um, Lucifer, when God were tight. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> when they had to, fun. Yeah. Um, I think God, I think he had a crush on Lucifer. But I think um, so. I think part of what you're describing, and I could be wrong. I think it's not just that horror movies are a release and make you, you know, whether you consciously think, you know, oh, you know, this is such a uh, a steam valve because we're going through some major shit. But, you know, at least I'm not being sliced and diced by some, you know, masked serial killer or whatever. I also think that part of it 
the things that work for me are things that give me faith in humanity. So mm. just, you're going to think I, well, this isn't that crazy. You know what gives me faith and hope in humanity are memes and people mm. making jokes about horrible things. Yeah. It just goes to show you that like everyone, a lot of people, let's just say, not everyone, are really fucking funny. Yeah. Some of yeah. the memes are brilliant and they yeah. just are so funny and they just give me hope. They just give me hope. Yeah. Okay, people will always have, I mean, literally like, you know, I could just see, you know, it's your final moment and something horrible. You're going through the windshield of a car and you just decide I'm going to crack a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm going to yeah. crack the windshield and a joke. I love that. I mean, there's really the the memes. The memes have been really um, satisfying, and and I do love how memes have uh, they they kind of like also uh, work onto themselves. You know, like they they you have sort of a meme, and then it's almost like a Rosetta Stone of memes. There's a language of memes right. that work from other memes. They reference other memes, oh, and they yeah. like go from here to there. And you know, it's 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 really interesting. Just the smallest things, like pointing out that these people feel like, you know, certain people feel like wearing a mask is a sign of weakness and Mm -hmm. taking away their liberty and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they will walk into a Subway sandwich shop with a rocket launcher. Right. You know, like just, and, and again, that's several sentences, but if in one meme you can point out how stupid and ludicrous and hypocritical that is, thumbs up. 
we could eat nuts and berries. But, you know, I've told this story before. I was working with Ross Matthews once, and he's actually told this story a lot. And we, you know, first thing in the morning, I walked into his uh, office, and um, this was when he had his show, Hello, Ross, on E! And I walked into his office eating uh, a breakfast burrito. And he was talking about something and we were talking and all of a sudden he looked up and I was crying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was crying. And I said, think about this breakfast burrito. And he's like, what? I said, think about it. Like who was the first person that grew wheat and then cut, cut it apart, cut it down and then separated this part from this part and then mixed it with water and put it over heat just to make the tortilla. And that's only the tortilla. We're not Uh talking about the bacon and the cheese and the first person Mm -hmm. to figure out that you could eat an egg. And then you put it all together. And I'm just eating this, you know, breakfast burrito mindlessly when so much human like ingenuity and creativity has gone into it. And that's the way I think. And that's what gives me hope is when I see fashion and art and like cooking something that you're not just eating it to stay alive. You're eating it because it's like amazing and it makes you happy. And I don't Mm -hmm. know, does any of it make sense? It does. It does. It's really, I mean, and the enormity of creativity, it does give you a lot of hope and it makes you think like hopefully for the future of like all the things that we still have yet to discover. There's a lot to discover. Yes. because There's a lot to discover. Like in the English language, there are 26 letters, but Mm -hmm. they make how many words and you can put those words together in a way that nobody's ever done before. There are three primary colors blue, red, and yellow, and think of like every artist has taken those three colors. It makes me emotional. Yes. And like created things and they always will. And then musical notes, there's only like eight notes. And then there's Mm -hmm. just this limitless well of possibilities. It's amazing. And I yeah. love my dogs more than anything. And I don't think being and they're the human, best. I don't think being human is anything to truly aspire to because in many ways I do think they're superior, but they can't tell a joke. They can't, you know. But they can the do so ones. many things. Yes. They can do so much. Yes. They can do so much. What is the one thing that I think uh, has come out of this is nice is that all of the animal shelters have emptied out because everybody wants to be with animals, which is great. Hopefully yeah. that'll stay the same when when this all... I, I feel like this is going to go on for a little bit, though. So I do, too. One of the things that somebody sent me that made me so mad, I'm on this thread with, you know, all my best friends, uh, Mario Diaz and, like, Muffy Bolding and Calpurnia Adams, and we just send mm-hmm. each other... You know, the memes and the jokes and the beat bombs and the doodly-doos. But one of them kind of early was a woman at Target or Costco Mm -hmm. with a giant shopping cart full of toilet paper that the bitch was was returning. (laughs) You know, she freaked out and bought everything and now she wanted her money back and we were all like, you know. So I hope that's not the case with all the animals. that. No, no. I mean, and that's been the wonderful thing is getting to spend all the time with the dogs. Although 
Lucia goes with me on the road, which is really nice. That's the one like thing. It's like the like nice thing about having just her. She gets to go with me. But I mean, it is it is really sweet to be able to just just like stay at home with her and have that really like quiet thing. I mean, it does kind of feel like maybe a little bit of like early retirement might feel like this. Yeah. Maybe I'll sort of think of like, okay, this is like sort of like my old on golden pond time right now. And then I don't know. How long do you feel like this is going to last? <laughs> I don't know. And I think that's one of the hardest parts of it. It'd be one thing if somebody just said, you know, here's what you got to do and here's how long you got to do it. And it would also be one thing if everybody was doing the right thing and playing by the right. rules and we didn't have a president that just blurted out, you know, in, you know, maybe you should take disinfectant into the body and, you know, take this hydrochloroquine or whatever the fuck. Oh, that's the weirdest thing. Like, I'm taking it now. I'm just yeah. taking it now. And I was telling <laughs> like, a friend, I said, good, maybe, you know, something good will come out of that. Wink, wink. I said, they're probably <laughs> giving him a placebo. They're probably yeah. like, oh, here it is. Here's your, yeah. you know, and they're giving him a sugar pill. Yeah. 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 So I mean, know. it's like, why, why are you taking it now? <laughs> yeah. He's just and taking another, it. Another thing that, that I, I think of a lot is, I mean, I know this sounds crazy. I'm a crazy person. I think about Anne Frank all the time now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not by any means saying that what we're going through is anything, but I'm like, I have to focus on the positive. And I'm like, honey, how many people in that small space and they did what they had to do and they right. stayed quiet and they, mm-hmm. you know, entertained themselves. They didn't have Netflix. They couldn't do no. this. Like we have technology. I can walk outside. I can drive to the store. We yeah. are doing pretty good. We're doing really good. I mean, it's like they didn't have, yeah, they didn't have anything like that. It's no. not like, you know, I mean, And it's not like even this even happened a few years ago where it was really, it took a long time to download a movie. Right. I mean, we can can literally get, if you're craving anything, Mm -hmm. Uber Eats, Postmates, whatever, you can get it. Yeah, in about half an hour. Yeah. 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 Get it. Any TV show, any movie, any song, Anything you can think of, you can have at your fingertips. So, mm, mm, yeah. in a way that sort of failed. So, yeah. So, you just yeah. really need to count your blessings and focus on the positive. That's what I'm trying to do. And, yeah. you know, or really- the or the extreme negative, like that's like, you know, hanging from um, a ceiling fan by your neck. With Dario Argento <laughs> screaming, spit more blood. <laughs> you know, like that kind of, I mean, the, whatever it is, it's it's really not that bad. And I think it's just like, it, it, it is what it is and it's going to be what it is. And there's nothing that can be done. I, I do I, I, I do think that it, it's like, you know, just trying to figure that out. And then I also like, I haven't been so crazy about being productive either like that's another thing that people I think are mad about is like being really I'm going to be super productive in this time and I'm like I'm not I don't care to yeah yeah well no I totally listen you're talking to somebody who you know cut me some slack is my middle name I am so lazy and I know how to relax but it does dawn on you that relaxing really only works when it's sort of 
a yin yang thing like oh mm-hmm. i've just worked very hard and now i'm going to relax but i mean i must say that i got to let i have to let all the comments in like you know we just did i love lucy in quarantine mm-hmm. me and sherry mm-hmm. And Murray Hill plays Fred and Mark. Oh, that's plays great. Ricky. That's perfect. And uh, yeah, Alaska plays um, Mrs. Trumbull. And it's really funny. It's not perfect, but we're all in, you know, filming our parts separately and putting it together. And I mean, some of the comments are just like, you're literally saving my life right now. Like, yeah. These videos that you are making are making me laugh. And we just, and you've got to let that in, you know? Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's a very, I mean, it's an important thing. And I think that it's like, uh, that is essential work. You know, it's people really do need to laugh. And that's um, something that shouldn't be discounted. So it's totally. it's really, really good. I, I always say it's a very noble profession. Making people laugh is a very noble it is. profession. And then when you add to it that I'm proud and blessed to be creating a certain kind of humor that is specifically, I mean, listen, a lot of people enjoy it, but Mm -hmm. it is really for a gay audience. You know, it's for, it's for the LGBTQ community and it's so campy and it's all the movies they love. And so Mm -hmm. there's just something about giving my people what they need. And then in turn, it gives me what I need. Obviously, Yeah. And then, then like, yeah, and giving yourself what you need, whatever that is. And like, for, for, for me, like what I, I think my needs like get very specific. So like my needs lately, like after like the horror movies, like I needed to do a Rod Steiger film festival. Okay. So I <laughs> went what is into it? like. The collector? Is he the. Was he, in he the well, the pawnbroker. Oh, the pawnbroker. Uh, the pawnbroker was is a beautiful movie. A uh, pawnbroker is really, really great. It's like the first um, kind of very uh, serious movie that they made about uh, the impact of um, Nazi Germany on um, Jewish immigrants. Right. So it was like the the PTSD that that Jewish immigrants had after after the war. So the survivors of of all of all the things, you know, so it was in the sixties. So it's a very sort of like a heavy movie, right? Um, but it's he's so great in it, and um, and it's his like range is really crazy because it's like on the waterfront, the pawnbroker, the loved one, mm-hmm. which is super crazy. Maybe the loved one is what I'm thinking of. I don't know. I'm thinking of a specific movie. The Doesn't collector is the oh the illustrated or... oh the collector is with Terrence Stamp, whereas it's the collector is the one where it's a Terrence Stamp um the the or the illustrated man where he's got to tattoos but he's got completely tattooed to the skin illustrations. Oh, I'm that's so, another one. I'm so confused right now. But the loved one is the one where he's the um mortuary. He he's the mortuary and he's it's in Glendale. Oh. And um, Paul Williams is in that one. That's oh. the one that kind of looks like it's a mad, 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 mad world. That's the one with Robert Morris. Um, wow, gosh, it's I a ve- check all these out. It, it, you know, the the um, it, it's it's good to do a Rod Steiger film festival every once in a while. Yeah, you know, you don't see guys like that in movies very often anymore. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. Sounds but then good. I now I want to watch Carrie again too. I don't have the DVD. I have to get the um. I have to get the DVD with the extras with Carrie. I haven't seen any of the, yeah, the behind the scenes. Just, you know, I don't want to 
Well, you can go on YouTube and watch uh, the extras. They, I think it's called Acting Carrie, and it's either called Writing or Shooting Carrie. Mm. Just, you know, interviewing everybody involved, and they just talk about, you know, all those wonderful, like, stories. Do they talk to, do they talk to like, Amy Irving and Betty Buckley and William Catt and... Yeah, John, do they talk to John Travolta, I Nancy think, Allen, and I think they talk to everyone except John Travolta for some reason. I mean, mm. maybe or PJ Souls. <laughs> I think she, I think she might be in it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's and, obviously Sissy talks about she didn't know. I guess Brian De Palma said, you know, when you get your period in the shower, it's like you get hit by a truck. And she mm-hmm. was thinking to herself, "What get hit by a truck? What does that mean? And her husband was the art director on Carrie, Jack Fisk. They've been together forever. And she's mm-hmm. like, honey, what does that mean when you get hit by a truck? And it sounds so stupid, but the way she just, and he's like, when I was a kid, I was riding my bike and I got hit by a truck. And he told the story and she said, that is what I am picturing and thinking of during oh, that wow. scene when she gets her period. So I just love to like you know, hear the different things about, you know, just like behind the scenes of your favorite movie. But Carrie's so good. It's so good. She's Stop in another movie around. It. It's such a beautiful, it's a beautiful movie. And then she's in another movie that around that same time called Welcome to LA. Have you seen that? Oh, does she get an abortion? No, she's oh, that's um, a different one. That's no, that one is um, three women. That's a Robert Altman movie. That's oh, around no, the same that. time. There's another one though where she. There's something else anyway. I can't but it's remember. um. It's like they're all girl. around the same time. Yeah. But uh, she's so beautiful. That period of time, it's just she's like a very ethereal. But I can never see her as anything but Carrie because she's just like that perfect well, ethereal you know, I beauty. Always, I always remind people that in 1976, I mean, Carrie was a relatively low budget teen horror movie. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's easy to forget this, but for Sissy Spacek and Piper Laurie to both be nominated for Oscars for a horror movie, like it was, it's it's literally, it had never happened before. And I remember Pauline Kael called Carrie the very first pop uh, horror movie. And I personally mm. always remind people, Carrie is not a horror movie. I mean, it's just not. It's not a horror movie because it's, I mean, I know it, it's a psychological, you know, suspense. I just don't think it's horror. Well, it just seems like it's horror because there's like blood, but it's not really even like, it's just yeah. pig blood, but it's not really it, yeah. it, you know, it's, you know it's, what? It's a horror movie to vegans. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's like, it, yeah, it, 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 I don't know what it is. It's like a drama, but it's, it's like a psychological drama. It's like a thriller, kind of, but it, it, I don't know. It, it's a lot of things. It's, it's so it's, good. It's, it's so, it's a beautiful film. But it, I love, like, um, I love Piper Laurie's my favorite because Eve was weak. Eve was weak. She's so pretty in it. I think Piper Laurie's so pretty. She, if you watch the extras or, you know, find it on YouTube, it's really worth watching. She does this thing where she goes, when I first read it, I didn't get it. And I said to my (laughs) husband, I said, I don't get it. 
And my husband reminded me, he said, you know, this Brian De Palma often takes a comedic approach. So I reread it and I realized it's a black comedy. So mm. she, she thinks Carrie's a black comedy and was nominated for an Oscar. And my <laughs> attitude is whatever works. And Brian yeah. De Palma says, he's like, honey, she stepped right up to that line and put her toe over it. It was so campy and over the top, mm. but rooted in reality and there's a fine line between what she achieved and like mommy dearest. And I can't fault. Right. I'm just saying like, you got to go for it and be fearless. And that's why I would never, I would rather see somebody fail spectacularly, which, you know, I hate to say mommy dearest is so over the top, but honey, she jumped off the cliff and did it. I love, I love mommy dearest. Yeah. I think mommy dearest is great. I don't think of it as, I, I don't think of it as uh, campy at all I, fi I find it totally serious really? I think it's a great I think it's you know <laughs> I think of it as like very real yeah. I buy it so wholeheartedly <laughs> I think it's really real well I'm one of those people who doesn't <laughs> believe Christina Crawford so oh just, you think you're I'm, I'm just, such a Christina truther I'm such a flat earther and oh, a, so <laughs> funny. Really, really, you're no a, I'm not a flat earther but I'm a, I'm a Christina truther <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're not an Obama birther. No, <laughs> like, but it's like, I really do believe Christina Crawford. I do. I do. I don't no, know why. No. I, just, I don't know. I love Joan Crawford so I much. do too. I, I feel... think you could still, you could still love Joan Crawford and believe yeah. that she was a monster. I think be, in spite of being a monster, I think that, I think she probably, you know, had a lot of problems. I think she was an alcoholic. Yeah. And she had a lot of personality problems that probably reflected in, you know, her, her raising those kids. I mean, yeah, you know? I mean, I, maybe it's like, you know, anyway, maybe it's like Michael Jackson. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. I don't, I'll never know the truth. I mean, I don't know if anyone, you know, I'm just so confused and so conflicted because, you know, the, he's yeah. so amazing and such a magical creature. And maybe yeah. sometimes that just goes hand in hand with, you know some bad stuff too. I think so. I mean, with Michael Jackson, it's hard to know because it's like, it was so in full display, like so much of it with all of the children. You mean like that, hide, hiding in plain sight? Yeah, yeah. That it was like, oh, uh, <laughs> like that, that there, there was so much, there was like just being in with all those kids all the time and then acting like a kid all the time that, that, it, and then, that we're all sort of like accepting that but as being go, a, it can go, both, it can go, ways. go both ways. Yeah. You could think, yeah. Oh my gosh, he's, you know, being super bold or just like, would a person who really was a pedophile do that? Wouldn't they keep yeah. everything hidden? Yeah. But you know, you hear these rumors like that, you know, in a business meeting, he didn't talk like Michael Jackson at all. He had a yeah. normal, you know, sort of baritone African-American man voice. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like those rumors of, you know, Dolly Parton has a buzz cut and, you know, has this covered tattoos. Yeah. Which is so weird. I, I, I want to see him. I want to know. Care about, I don't care about aliens. I don't want to know whether God really exists. I don't care what happens after we die. I want to know if Dolly Parton has a buzz cut and is covered with tattoos. I want to know. But yeah, with, with uh, Christina Crawford, I don't know. 
I don't. I love John, but I love Joan Crawford. I yes. think my favorite is um, actually uh, I love um, Rain. Do you ever see Rain? Oh my God! Yes, I love Rain. It's so good. She's so I great. I can't think of her character's name in that. But Sa- I, is I it Sadie Hawkins? It's an actually Sadie actual, Hawkins. Yeah, something like yeah. something like that. I think it actually is Sadie Hawkins. Is it? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, she's amazing. She's amazing. She's just all eyes and. And just great. And just so charming and just so captivating. And you never was an actress that was like that. Like just made to be in movies. Hey, have you seen uh, Clara Bow in, is it It or the It? It's It. It's It. Have you seen it? Mm Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, I love it. I was staying with Ryan Landry uh, in Provincetown one summer, yes. you know, doing my shows. And I couldn't really, you know, go to sleep too early. And they're just sort of like normal early bird. I don't know. They're just sort of like hardy stock, you know, those yeah. New Englanders. So yeah. I would be up all night watching movies, but I felt nervous that I was going to wake them up. So I was watching mm-hmm. silent movies. Yeah. Uh, downstairs. And I watched it. Mm. Unbelievable. I mean, I love um, it. The moment you see her, you get it. She's she, got it. She's got it. And she's amazing. Take your eyes off of her. And not one word obviously is spoken because it's, you know, a silent movie, but just amazing. And then I started watching um, and they weren't silent, but I kind of, you know, sort of a. Anyway, for some reason, I started watching um, W.C. Fields movies. Mm. I mean, a comic genius. And obviously, everyone knows his name and knows his. But like, it just strikes you that there's a reason people were huge stars. And even though times change, I mean, his movies are so dark and mean and like he hates children like it's so good <laughs> it's so fun yeah you think it's, it's so be, fun you think it's gonna be all old-fashioned you know but no it's like oh my god these people were brilliant so brilliant and and so captivating and another old star like that is uh louise brooks i always love uh oh. just so stunning and and really racy um, oh yeah, you know all the, that kind of pre-code stuff. Pre-code, yeah, honey. Uh, pre-code led to some pre-cum. Um, oh, <laughs> can we say that? That's right. Yes, you can. Um, what is the one that she's in? Um, Pandora's box. Pandora's box. Yes. Oh, that's the that's God. the that's the big one. Yeah, that's an I amazing, mean, beautiful, beautiful movie. Just incredible. Just Pabst. Incredible. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. It's mm-hmm. a good one. It's a good one. So you can watch that. Um, we can go back in time, you know, because we have time. There's yeah. time. Oh, yeah. there's time. And it goes to show you that as much as things have changed, they really haven't. No. Like, you no. know what I mean? Like, it, it's nice to see the old stars, like, being overtly sexual, women being powerful and sexual and enticing, but also like just so smart and, mm-hmm. you know, just it and, and, and thinking that like, oh, it's going to be old fashioned and either there's no sound. How can I, am I, am I going to enjoy a movie that doesn't even have dialogue or sound, uh, you know, 
it's in black and white, you know, like there's just so many and it's like, you know, good entertainment is good entertainment. Yeah. And there's so much more. There's so much to enjoy. So much, so much, so much. And there's so much to enjoy with us. And thank you so much, Jackie. It's over. It's over. (laughs) Where can people find you? Where can people find you and all of the things that you're doing on the internets? Well, I, uh, first of all, I want to say I feel so much better than when we first started. I'm glad. I think part of it is just leaning into it and being honest. Mm. Sometimes as an entertainer and especially a clown, as we said, sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, these people just want an escape and I got to do my job and nobody wants to hear me complain. Nobody wants to, but sometimes it's also about speaking the truth and there's nothing wrong with letting people know we all feel that way. Right. But if people want to see more of me, I am Jackie Beat on all like, you know, social media platforms. You can visit my website at MissJackieBeat.com. Thank you, Jackie. It's taking over my dreams, waking me out of my sleep. I think I'm coming apart. The Margaret Show is an Erios production with editing by Tracy Levy and original music by Garrison Starr. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Powered by ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.